Good evening, godless sodomites. I am just ever so slightly inebriated. So let's do this thing. Good. All right. Uh, Welcome to the Excommunication Station. I am your host, Chaz. I'm joined by Chrissy and Donovan. How are you both? Like I said, I've had a a few tonight, so I'm good. Okay, good. Donovan, how are you? Uh, I'm keeping it together, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I just got home from work. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, That's a day. man. Um, (laughs) Oh, did you just happen to stand in place a couple of times and just think about your existence and every mistake you've ever made? No, every day. Yeah, (laughs) good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Today, I just let go of the reins, and I was like, all right, intrusive thoughts. (laughs) Get in here. (laughs) You're up. I listened to Jack Parsons part three like four times today because I just could not focus (laughs) on an LPO. Oh, I hate when that happens. It was so bad. I I listened to the thing about L. Ron Hubbard fingering his wife like six times. I'm like, I already heard this. Stop listening to this over and over. (laughs) You didn't Uh, listen to it on purpose? Maybe. Maybe. I gotta keep work a little exciting. Uh, And with that, we are your hip new youth pastors, and... And now it's time for Silly Songs with Chaz. The part of the show where Chaz comes out and sings a silly song. Our curtain opens as Chazzy, having just woken up from his evening slumber, is searching for what happened in his sleep. Chazzy cries out, Oh, why did my dick gush? Oh, why did my dick gush? Oh, why, 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 oh, why did my dick gush? And this is the Inquisition. That was more than worth it. Just make and just cut. Week, you're going to be cut part, There's going to be a part two next week. Okay. Just Fantastic. Cut where I fucked up. Yeah. Honestly, uh, you guys, top notch. I loved it. Would have been oh, better. Thank if you. I, thank you. If thank I you. A plus. <laughs> okay, uh, guys. The question today is: Who would you want to fuck from the Bible? Haven't we already done this one? I we don't talked think about so. it. We didn't do it on the... here. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's just that's one just of our, our private. Con- con- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one of our many conversations <laughs> behind the scenes. <laughs> I mean, I've di- I've discussed both you guys before when we talked about this was that like the first time I ever was like had feelings about somebody in the Bible was uh the. Uh, I can't even remember the full story now, but the lady that seduces Joseph. Uh, who's, who's Mary? Is that? No, no. Uh, uh, from Joseph <laughs> and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. <laughs> so Mary. <laughs> she didn't seduce anybody but an angel. Who is... Oh my God, I'm terrible. That's the I... great version of Touched by an Angel. <laughs> uh, I don't remember her name, and I've literally been in that show. So I don't know what to fucking tell you right now. Yeah, I can't even remember. Is it David? David's wife? Is that what I'm thinking of? Bathsheba? Pauline. Pauline. 
Dirty Diana. <laughs> Chrissy, what about you? Samson, for sure. Oh, with his long God. hair and his big muscles. He was fucking stupid. Oh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Brains. Oh, man. Well, this giant dick. And, yeah. Know, just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I. <laughs> If that's not what I was thinking of when I was like eight. I was just that's... like, oh, this, I don't know. See, that's, but that's a far cry from Ronald Reagan. <laughs> that's true. So the woman who is Potiphar's wife, that's who seduced Joseph. Mm, yes, and yes. Let Potiphar's me talk wife. Potiphar, she was a real honey Potiphar. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? She, she was so important she didn't have a name in the Bible. Uh, <laughs> She's what? just a woman. That's right. not, yeah, you right. know, we, like we a all, person. We talk about all the men and their sons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, not the women who, you know. <laughs> give them life. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to go with one of uh, the all-time top, quote-unquote, whores of the Bible, and that would be Jezebel. Um, that was didn't she lust after the semen of donkeys? I think that was, was that her. Hey, hey, if she did, hey, that's uh, don't kink shame me. Hey, yeah, don't kink shame that. You, I don't even know if that's true or not. That could have <laughs> just been a metaphor. That was in Clerks too. You're thinking of Clerks too. Kelly <laughs> and the sexy stud. No, well, that was in there, but I don't... <laughs> something about that name and like just how it's Jezebel. like connected like... to. Like, you could use that as an insult. Mm, Unlike yeah. Bathsheba, you can't really use that, or Delilah. Well, see, I um, use Bathsheba all the time. I think it's hilarious, but I get what yeah, you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Witch of Endor. Uh, Witch of Endor. Yeah. Duchess of Windsor. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who I think the hottest dude in the Bible is. Well, Samson. I, no. The hottest dude? I think it's John the Baptist. That man knew what he wanted. And yeah, it was Jesus. <laughs> okay, um, sh lust after semen of donkeys uh, is not a search to do. <laughs> oh God! Now you're on a list. Okay, we need to get we need to disconnect from this podcast. It's just I'm, Donovan and I from now on. Now both. That of was right. the phrase. I was like, "Well, it's definitely that <laughs> in the verse." God. Now both of our IP addresses are tainted. <laughs> I was going to say what would make you want to do that, but you already clarified that a few minutes ago. <laughs> I, I think, but I, I think that when we, when we think of uh, like TV, movies, books, how we get these, um, you know, crushes or um, I don't know, we, we feel something towards characters it was like that it was almost impossible for us not to feel it towards mm -hmm. biblical characters because we were surrounded by it so much so much it was our, so. it was our power rangers oh absolutely yeah so like so who, kids who was your like, pink Kimberly. ranger right kimberly <laughs> it's jezebel it's jezebel oh my god jezebel's Lisa, my pink ranger can you imagine can you imagine if it was mary magdalene <laughs> she's up I'm sure there a lot yeah i was about to say i'm sure there's a lot of dudes that were just like Mmm, wash those feet. <laughs> 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 
Get Jesus's toes all nice and clean, Mary. No, no. Oh, God. You're just, like, you're giving me flashbacks to the time that the pastor at the church washed Gibbs everybody's what? feet. And he was just uh, moaning the whole time. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I, I'm just sighing. I'm so tired from washing all these dirty, dirty toes. <laughs> Nick and the mole. Um, that was anyway, so right. awkward. <laughs> we need to do the most important thing, and that is to pray. So if uh, you hold the hand of the person next to you and bow your head, and if you're driving, let Jesus take the wheel. This is why I had to actually completely stop watching porn and stop playing around with it. Um, the porn I was watching gradually as I watched over the years upon years, it just kind of got darker and darker into wax stuff I never thought I'd be watching. And I'm sure there's a lot of you guys out there that are watching some porn that is, is something you never ever thought you'd be watching. Sixth grade, um, the porn, I jumped into some weird categories, man. This is tough. <clears throat> Transgenders having sex with chicks. And why am I watching this stuff? Well, because I'm opening myself up to spirits and spirits. The more I watch the porn, and I don't even realize it. You know, and as it gradually goes, it gets darker. And I was watching mm, transgenders having sex with like transgenders and then dudes. And, and I'm like, why am I watching this stuff? Eventually, the porn's not going to be enough. Just like Ted Bundy, eventually the porn wasn't enough for Ted Bundy. And he started actually doing the acts, and I started doing the acts. Never, ever thought I'd be doing something like that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's my, my quick, short testimony on porn and how it just dragged me to a dark place. But know this, there's good news at the end of this. I Jesus found me. I found Jesus. I started to develop a relationship with Jesus. I realized that porn was in between me and God and that I had to take a spear and shove it down the heart of porn and kill it in order to get to Jesus. Because if I left it there... God, I'm sorry. Here I go. God, I'm sorry. It's still there, right? I have to kill it by stopping. Amen, dude. And powerful testimony, dude. It takes a lot of strength to to bring sin to light. Yes. And it, it's just so powerful, and I just commend you so much for that. Yeah, Is it that prayer that you sent me on Instagram? That shit was uncomfortable. What did I send you? <laughs> that fucking dude that oh, was like... Oh, the porn one. Yeah, the guy that was yeah, like... Yeah, that was a you, weird one. I, I gotta send that to you, Chrissy. It was just like yeah. these two dudes sitting there talking about porn. And like the one dude's just like... And then like I started watching like transsexual porn and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, he kept like... I'm just like, dude, you got some... He was like, Stop telling like, on yourself. He's yeah. like trans dudes with with women and then trans dudes with trans dudes and then just dudes. And I'm like, why am I watching this? And I'm like, you know why. <laughs> you know what he Googled? Lusted after the semen of donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> my, oh, God. my favorite thing about that was his friend next to him. Every time he mentioned like when it would start getting worse and worse, like you like and then just dudes. The friend next to him's like, <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> 
This like, please stop. And he's so red. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> uh, so last week you covered Promise Keepers. Um, I think it's impossible to break down. Uh, sorry, I just took off my glasses. Now I can't see. Give me a second. I thought I'd be able to transition, and I can't. Um, seems counterproductive, Chaz. Yes. Mm. Um, <laughs> I think it's impossible to break this down in a modern way without discussing where this all stemmed from. Promise Keepers also was one of the first evangelical groups or movements to promote and use accountability software, which we'll get into in a few minutes, and the idea of small groups for accountability. Mm. They also turned the undeniable power of charismatic Christianity and turned it into a sporting event that didn't need to be a concert or spectacle like DC Talk or the Power Team, but that was geared towards men and young men of accountability age around 13. Um, I hate that term. Uh, the, yeah. the idea that you could fill a football stadium with men who were praying, singing, dancing, crying, and listening for hours on end was unheard of, and only a football coach could have possibly envisioned that. What? What? Does that make sense? What does? Hmm. That only a football coach could I, I, that's envision. The, I don't know. That's that's my that's my take from it all. I don't I don't know if anybody else could have could have been like, "Yo, we can turn this football game into like a um, I don't know. Dudes could be here pumping each other up, right? Instead of yeah. So I don't know. It it was a okay. No, I get it. I get it now. I'm okay. sorry. I'm dumb. I'm dumb as hell. No, that's all right. Oh my God. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. um, another thing that the Promise Keepers did uh, that really wasn't used up to this point, but it was no way original since we have things like testimonials, but public displays of marital and sexual failures and repentance uh, to to I, I cut this part out of there uh marital and sexual failures and repentance to push obedience um and i uh, want to get into that as well um, yeah that's yeah comfortable those were the so. best days of church <laughs> when you recommitted your life <laughs> yeah when you're like when you're just like look at your partner tell them you're sorry for looking at porn and you're just watching your parents and you're like what what yeah tell her or you're somebody- sorry for masturbating Oh I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's not a normal church service. That didn't happen. Or, or somebody would get up in church and do a testimony, or uh, I need mm. somebody to oh, forgive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that or, did happen. That yeah, happened. Like, but it I'm was so sorry for, you know, it was like, we should have had this conversation oh. in private God, beforehand. Yeah. Oh. I find myself stumbling many times, and I apologize to my wife for that. Is that too real or not real enough? <laughs> Information I could have used yesterday. Um, yeah, I always uh, feel like stuff like that is sort of a... It's sort of a fuck you to the wife a little bit. Right. The, the appropriate response from the wife is Sally Field and Dumb and Dumb... I mean, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. The whole time? The whole time? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, the thing is, is that you set her up where she can't have a reaction of anger oh, yeah. or resentment because now he's publicly said something that he's 
he's in trouble or, or that he did something wrong mm-hmm. and he's and all eyes forgiveness. are on you for your reaction so yeah so now yeah. it's Wait, on you let, now yes but <sighs> hmm. i think it's also a fuck you in that he knew if he got up on stage and humiliated her, she would have no choice but to forgive him. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And absolutely. he's willing to do that because, you know, fuck you. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. the side effect of that will be all of the snarky ladies in the church will mm-hmm. start saying, well, you know, she must not be fulfilling her duties as a wife Mm -hmm. and she's going to start getting shunned and questioned because that's how those people roll. Yep. Yeah. It's all her fault for sure. Now he's, yeah. So it's that bullet. Yeah. It's that final (laughs) little fuck you of, yeah, I did this, but now it's your fault. I don't know. I'm going to go uh, play golf now. Good luck. (laughs) Uh, the promise keepers did nothing for equality for women within the church. Uh, it might have caused more issues than it helped. A marriage cannot be fixed within a few hours of prayer and singing. I'm sure the long-term success rate of the promise keepers was probably minimal when it came to marriage. Uh, <laughs> there is no data on it, but I'm sure a large majority of those men went right back to being the same misogynistic, distant, floating by the umbrella pieces of shit that they used to be. Um, this is absolutely including porn and masturbation as well. Did the promise keepers do like those retreats that people's parents used to go on? Hmm. Uh, like the marriage retreats that the church would have? Uh, I don't think so. I think that was just, uh, that was probably like after Promise Keepers, like let's mm. do our own thing kind of thing after oh, it okay. kind of fell off the face of the earth. That but I could see like, that. Sounds like it would just turn into a Christian orgy. Just oh, a key yeah. party. Yeah. Oh, like the Grinch? Yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Every time we watch that movie, I'm like, <clears throat> thanks, Ooh, fellas. The fire of love. <laughs> <laughs> oh the flames my bad yeah. uh don't fool yourself like the host of the soul fire podcast to believe that the more fundamentalist you are you will not look at porn cough osama bin laden's computer was filled with porn cough hmm. it also is there, though? oh there was <laughs> not, he really liked that. to play minesweeper he torrented yes, he all of the winnie the pooh movies <laughs> It gives me serotonin. (laughs) It's also amazing how all these holiest of holy men, the men who put fun back in fundamentalists, have been brought down by the sexual sins of the flesh from sex works to child pornography. If I could give you a Pulitzer Prize for that (laughs) writing you just did, I would. Uh, yeah. Regardless of that, one of the polls uh, this host fell back on was that the more fundamentalist you are, the less likely you are to look at porn. Mm. I don't doubt that the men who fill their lives with church have less time to make their bald men cry from uh, personal. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, from a personal but just viewing the landscape, most fundamentalist uh, people also seem to <laughs> keep up with the 
<laughs> keep up the biggest walls of smoke around their wrongdoings and somehow have the amazing skills of gaslighting as well. Mm, it's like it comes hand in hand. Oh my intended. god, you just made me inhale my drink. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so when asked, are you watching pornography? A fundamentalist might have the most to lose by saying yes. Even if it's anonymously setting, uh, uh, even if it's an anonymous setting and looking in the mirror isn't the easiest thing for them. So. Yeah, they really, well. Yeah, because then they would I have to ask themselves. And well, I assume their, like their inner circle knows they look at pornography, right? Like Warren Jeffs. Oh. All of, and I mean, he's probably well, pretty probably. funny. Yeah, they probably I, had a lot more secrets they were keeping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's just, I always find it that uh, I don't know. I was listening to this podcast, and like as mm. soon as he said that, my eyes rolled back in my head. I was just like, dude, you're fooling yourself. Like I, I'm, I'm. I'm telling you this, like, yeah. like I, I know that there's some men out there that can abstain, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I'm not denying that. But uh, you're thinking that this this is not this is not something that goes away, you know, with just praying really hard. Um, can I make a bold comparison? Go ahead. And this is totally me. This is not, uh, just talking out my ass, but it seems like good comparison would be like. A vegetarian stating they've never eaten meat in their life, like all vegetarians being like, I've never even tried a hamburger, but you know, some of them have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the thing, like with with that, like you're still eating. Right. I get what you're saying. Like you're still eating, you're just selecting a different thing to eat. Like it's not like you're like, like masturbating and it is just as a, like, I don't know, to me, and I could be wrong here. Mm. I think is just as essential to living like like life as a need. Well, that's because um, you're a sinner and you don't go to church. Well, I know. So. I think. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, sorry, answer. sorry, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> the biggest thing that the Promise Keepers did was kick open the door for purity culture, and then the windows, and then the chimney until we were all surrounded by it. <laughs> this is where we are going to dive in to start off today. Uh, the Promise Keepers were the big bad wolf, huh? Yeah. Uh, it's no coincidence that when the Promise Keepers was at its height, the purity culture boat rose with it. Mm. And then when Promise Keepers crashed down, purity culture took the reins. Mm. Yeah. Promise, keep- Pro- Promise Keepers groomed our spiritual leaders and parents to bring purity culture into our youth groups. It taught them how to recognize our already small groups how to boldly talk about taboo topics, especially among teens. Mm -hmm. It taught them to write self-help books on how to defeat pornography, masturbation, lust, premarital sex, and any impure thought. Even though they definitely did not have the credentials to do so. (laughs) No, absolutely not. Do you you feel like, do you guys feel like purity culture got a lot more (sighs) kind of perverted after all of this like mm-hmm. it got mm. used a lot more in shaming and grooming yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it was a lot more um just aggressive yeah it was just yeah. like constantly there always mm-hmm. always there even at a super mm-hmm. young age yep yep 
uh, Purity Culture didn't need a centralized leader. It didn't need stadium tours with ton tours with tons of overhead. It didn't need racial theology and all the things Promise Keepers brought with it. Anyone could jump into the game, and we've seen that. Um, we can't ignore the pro-life movement had its role in all of this, but it was around yeah. for 20 years or so without any transformation into purity culture other than just say no. Yeah, they definitely got a lot of their uh, tactics from them, though, for sure, because that's what I was mm -hmm. thinking. when, As soon as you said uh, the not needing a leader, I remembered all of the all the shit from the bombings and stuff when we talked oh, about yeah. all that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Promise Keepers was the flash grenade and Purity Culture was the SWAT team. Oh, nice. Uh, nice, nice, I just, nice. Yeah. I just... You get an, I, I'm going to think of, the, of a name for a prize oh, and start awarding you. it to you just Swat myself. Chaz gets really <laughs> yes. high in rights. Yeah. Award. No, I'm going to give you the Marcus Parks. Yeah. That's okay. really good. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, I just so happen to be a small minority of people who went through and was involved in both of the, of these subjects, um, but not as a leader. Sounds uh, like something a leader would say that that's one to be added <laughs> as a leader. <laughs> yeah. Or accountable. Promise keepers meetings. This is personally for me. Promise keeper meetings led to formative changes within my church's messaging, the installation of small groups, the 97 stand in the gap. And then I walked into Sunday school and we were talking about sex, abstinence, pornography, and how to change our hearts and minds to things. I know many kids in the youth group hadn't even come close to experiencing yet. Um, some of them were so sheltered that they would jizz themselves if a female touched them on their arm. Yeah. Me being one of them. That's not point. real. Is that real? He just, he just confirmed it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> You're this fucking. Was <sighs> this was. A I don't believe it. I don't he believe it. I'm, anything. I'm sorry. Really? No. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say so you're much. fucking kidding. No, you're messing with me right now. Now, this, this is just another thing added to the list of why not to hug Chaz when we meet. <laughs> Did you see Forrest Gump? <laughs> yes. Did you see Forrest um, Gump? Yeah. Like, <laughs> who says no to that? Everybody has seen it. This was a dramatic overnight shift. The youth group went from studying the Bible, playing volleyball, and laughing to something more serious and something more mm -hmm. invasive. If I'm uh, wrong... Fellow 40, 42 year olds, please let me know and tell me. Um, See, what? So you said this is 97, right? Uh, Yeah, about 97, 98. Is See, I feel like I, I, I was. I was super young when this happened, but I feel like I remember like going to Sunday school and doing like Zacchaeus and shit and like all that random like shit that you learn in Sunday school. But then out of nowhere, just like one day, it was just like the whims of women and like being careful like about like being seduced and sinning mm -hmm. and all this other, it came out of fucking nowhere hardcore yeah so like it's it it took me a while to realize this because like i was going to a, that school that was so sexually repressive but it really had nothing to do with purity culture it just had to do with their fundamentalism mm -hmm. but at the same time going to another church that dove headfirst into purity culture mm -hmm. and like not being able to separate those two until i actually like that sat down and thought about it um and they were separate uh i'm sure the other church got involved with purity culture after i left yeah. um but uh yeah that one just like overnight 
um, once that uh, subscription package for this month's sermons came in. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've never looked at, you <laughs> know, honestly, you're, you're make a valid point. That's probably why it was so invasive so fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ew. Yeah. Like just the stuff we talked about. I'm just like, dude, why are you talking? Like, I don't know. It's really yeah. weird. And it was very, yeah, it's, yeah, it was way too much, way too aggressive out of fucking nowhere. With people without the credentials to, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that were should, more than likely yeah. having their own fucking issues that needed sorted out, talking to kids about shit. Yeah. Yeah. My kids go to health in school and get taught by a teacher that's certified to teach that, you know? Um, so. Sounds like I don't know to me. Yeah. Spongebob. <laughs> Sounds like okay. to me. Well, as a fellow four, well, almost 40 to 42 year old, you were right about what you said earlier. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, well, we'll see what the fans say. Uh, I, I have one more month until I'm 40, but I feel like I can speak yeah, to well, what 40 year olds yeah. think. It's all uphill from there. Uh, Shut up. No, it's going to be great. We cannot talk about how the tools the church has used to fight pornography without talking about purity culture. Mm. Purity culture just didn't deal with physical sexual intercourse or being too physical with the significant other. Mm. Purity culture was to pure yourself from all things that might lead you to sex, pornography, and masturbation. Yeah. This this included burn, smash, and trash sessions across the country of music, movies, oh. books, posters, artwork, journals, and more. It also included glue stick perusing through mad magazines for parents. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Donovan. Uh, this is some crazy shit. You look at this one. You see she's wearing a bra? Mm-mm, Elmer's. Give it to me now. <laughs> I remember smashing my Eminem CD. Oh my yeah. god. I felt so convicted so I smashed it. Like I I rebought oh. it again like 2 months later. Oh man. No. Listeners write us in and tell us the the one CD that you smashed that is the funniest one because mine was the Mighty Mighty Boston's. <gasps> um No. Uh, oh, what was the one album? Um let's face it. You I mean gotta... from Clueless? No, that would no. That was uh, um, Scott Core, the Devil, and more. Mm. Ah, my, oh. I think the most embarrassing thing that I ever got rid of, in the most embarrassing way, was after we went and seen uh, Passion of the Christ, and I came home and I had a fucking <laughs> meltdown about all the sinning I had been doing, and I had a poster for uh, uh, Wolfman on my wall, and I ripped it Ooh. down, and I was like, "You monster!" <laughs> 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 fucking. <laughs> hate this shit. I can't wait till we dive into that movie. Um, so the trauma. Stupid. I tore uh, so much shit off my wall sobbing. You're a horrible person. He went through so much for you. Oh and you God. do All, nothing in return. The amount of fucking tissues in that theater. Oh, um, oh my God. The gut. I gotta go. I gotta get up and go. I'm 10 years old. I'm gonna throw up. No, you sit down and you watch this. You watch what he went through for you. Ah. I was nauseated oh. when I sah oh, yeah. it. I lit I, I, yeah. I thought I was gonna puke. I felt like the times when my dad was beating the shit out of me. I felt like that was <laughs> happening in the theater. Oh my god. Like, it was so physically just upsetting. Like yeah. just so many reactions. God, fuck that movie, man. Yeah. Sorry. 
Where were no, we? No, it's all right. I can't wait till we talk about it. But anyway, uh, anything I think that movie that... triggers all of us so bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we all. <laughs> anyway, we all money, just money cringe. Hey, right? it's in Hebrew. Did you guys know it's in Hebrew? So it makes it more real. <laughs> That's all my father would say. It's in Hebrew. It's in Hebrew. <laughs> oh my god. You and your your dad and every other parent that had to justify going to see that movie with yeah, their right. children. Every so. fucking the whitest Christianity people. <laughs> yeah. It's in Hebrew. It's okay. Oh, wait. You know what? I officially do not feel bad for accidentally going to see from dusk till dawn with my dad because <laughs> I went to see the Passion of the Christ with him and I know oh. which one is more oh man yeah <laughs> traumatizing that the whole the while jesus is being whipped with the cat of nine tails and it's ripping his fucking ribs apart and you're just like dad can we talk about all the pussies they had because i don't want to do this anymore <laughs> they had popping ones right ones that bite <laughs> uh all right uh uh, anything uh, that could take your eyes off of Christ needed to be purified from your life, and especially mm. the things that point your eyes towards your own private self-gratification. Mm. That new NSYNC CD needs to be destroyed. It's tearing it's up my porno- oh. It's pornographic. It, ne- it leads to impure thoughts, and it's not Christ-like. But they had a song called God Must Have Spent a Little More Time on You. Uh, not the That's guy blasphemy. That's part yeah. of why you have to destroy hey, it. But yep. Alabama did a cover of it, so it's it's good and it's okay. Classical uh, that... or praise. That's all uh, you listen to. Yep. <laughs> no drums. Mm-mm. That that Harry Potter book, the journal you expressed your depression, crushes, sexual desires and pain, your Forrest Gump VHS, that all needed to be burned. I I need to see an episode of Bob's Burgers where Tina goes to church in the 2000s. Oh God, <laughs> no. Please. She just She's burns her fucking butts. horse journals. Yeah. <laughs> her erotic friend section. Yeah, oh, oh God. That would be uh, so sad. It would be. Um, all of this latched its hooks into us, and we are struggling with it today. So look back on your youth groups and Sunday schools. Um, if you're around 30 or 40 or maybe even younger, how many of your talks were on the values of purity, the values of virginity, the evils of pornography, and what you intake from pop culture versus how many times you talked about the words, message, and meanings of Jesus Christ? The, uh, those are those little sentences that you say that just seem like it's so obvious to think that, but you don't ever think about that. And then when you say it like that, you're like, fuck fuck chaz i'm really glad i met you yeah oh man. well thank you uh, i'm glad i met you guys uh oh thanks man. uh that I'm, I'm glad i met you too donovan fuck i please don't God, please, please stop <laughs> drinking before you come on the show we're gonna start crying i love you <laughs> fuck uh, you uh, that message you're just is... you're just deflecting because you're uncomfortable because you feel the love and you have love too. I, Shut up. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm uh, being aggressive. No. <laughs> that you better of... quit it or I'm going to say I'm proud of you. Oh, yeah, please let's no. not go there. Uh, that message of Jesus is much more powerful and moving than anything else they push via purity culture. But within that, 
the church would lose power. Right, absolutely. And acknowledge all the fucking things that are anti-Jesus they do. Yep. We spent more time reading over the words of Joshua Harris and his ilk than the red lettering in those last years of youth youth in church for myself. Ah, mm. oh, the red lettering. Purity culture was a tool of the church used to make us feel how we were fe- how we feel today from just looking at someone we find attractive to having sex and right smack in the middle of all that, the use of pornography, which by across our group here could be anything from erotic writing to <laughs> X hamster, which is a porn site. <laughs> um, Gross. I appreciate the explanation, but I really don't think you had to say that last part. I think no. yeah, everyone well, knows that. <laughs> well, you don't know. I don't know. You know, everybody has their favorite sites. So that's true. Uh, that's that. I'm a, that's actually something I've been thinking about because uh, for, uh, for Christmas, I'm giving, I built me oh, a God. computer mm-hmm. and, uh, so like for like, cause she's really good at video editing and art, like digital art and stuff. So we're going to give her that. But I'm like, uh, I'm going to have to go through these parenting fucking things and like put specific ones in there. So I'm sitting here like, what porn <laughs> sites do I know? And I'm like, XNXXX, uh, <laughs> just fucking oh, listing them all <laughs> to block them. I'm like, uh, this makes oh. me feel gross. <laughs> oh, now we'll feel gross about this part. Uh, The next tool that the church (laughs) uses is accountability partners. Now, Chrissy and I both told our best case scenario stories and Donovan told us his horror story. I'm Mm -hmm. sure the rest of us kind of fell in the middle. Um, Some of us had peers, some of us had adults, and some of us had pastors. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say that you were part of a best case scenario? Didn't we come to the decision that yours might have been a felon? Because he took Uh, you guys across state lines. I'm moving on, Donovan. He was a good <laughs> man, and fuck you. Did You're not gonna make like, that breakthrough. Did we? Did he have like a, a like a fucking mob name? What was his, his name? name Monty. Was Monty. Yeah, yeah, that's a mob guy's name. Uh, <laughs> Monty just ones, did a stint on Raker's Island. Uh, the ones that cause us uh, the most pain and depression oh. comes from where the power dynamics are completely out of balance. This can happen even when both people are peers, especially within the church. First mm. off, we need to admit and can't be blind that accountability partners have been used by leadership in the church to abuse and root out people within the church. I'm sure we have been in churches where confessions made their way out into the open accidentally and on purpose. On We've purpose all... for sure. Yep. We've also seen how youth leaders have used our confessions as talking points in their messages. Oh, oh God, yeah. <laughs> we let's sit that sit, let that sit there for a little bit for everybody. Yeah, that I was a it, really big physical reaction yeah. on my part. Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, visceral me too. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. sitting Fuck. there in the pew of half falling asleep, and then they're like. What if some of us are stuffing toilet paper that we've used to jerk off with under our bed that our mothers have to clean up? What? And then everybody what? awkwardly looks around like, this who's, feels specific. You're right. Who's red? Who's red? Yeah. Oh, that guy's blushing. It's definitely him. <laughs> well, let, let's be cathartic about this and everybody think in their head the name of the pastor that used your testimony in one of their messages and just say, fuck you, and then say the name of the pastor. Mm-hmm. So, ready? One, two, three. Fuck you, Pastor Pete. So, Fuck let's move you, on. Fuck you, Pastor Waldner. There you go. I 
I wish that I remember the names of people. Like I, mm. I don't remember any of the names of my teachers. So I'm just gonna say fuck you and think of the face in my head. Perfect. Perfect. So I yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Right, ADHD um... accommodations. <laughs> um we uh, we watched this very same practice in the Saving Yourself for Marriage documentary we watched last year. I don't know if you guys remember that, but the yeah. girl was talking. Yes. The pastor was bringing up the fact that this girl was not a virgin anymore. Like multiple so, times and then yeah. being like, why don't you tell us about that? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we've also been in situations where the person confessing is used is used, and they have to stand up and use an example because it's happening. It's happened to me. Um, I don't know oh. if it's happened to you guys. That, mm. that sucks too. Um, the yeah. county county no, like county, not even at a big uh, church service. Like that happened yeah. to me in Bible class at school. Oh, it could be in, in front of two people or the whole entire church. It it's still shameful. Um, yeah, no, I'm I I agree with that. I'm just saying, yeah. it didn't just happen in youth group. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's how I learned the term, uh, the definition of the word bastard, because uh, somebody was like, Donovan's a bastard child. He was born before wedlock, and oh, I was like, shit. Hey, what now? <laughs> I was like seven. I'm like, oh, okay. Shit. And then I asked my parents, I was like, am I a bastard? Of course, they smacked me in the mouth, and then they're like, oh. yes. <laughs> yeah, you're a little bastard. <laughs> Get over here, you bastard. Watch your mouth, oh. little fucker. Uh, <laughs> accountability partners is a tool of shame. The concept is that two people will meet week to week and talk about their struggles with the flesh, and it's almost always centers around your problems with pornography and masturbation. Mm. Oh my also... gosh. What? Uh-oh. I just had an epiphany. What? The church has always been doing this. This isn't new. That's this is what confession was. Yeah, but these evangelicals, we don't, we don't, we can confess our sins straight to Jesus. So this is right, but they Catholic thing. No, it's not a Catholic thing. It's like they recognized that having to confess your sins to another person helps you exert more control over them. Oh yeah, it's like this sect of. When they left Catholicism behind, they were like, now nah, we hate you guys, but we're going to take this one part because it's really good for keeping people in line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't need uh, you don't need anybody in leadership to do it. Um, right. And that's why they have all those levels like deacons and shit, because then they send those they send they're the, like the feelers. They're like, go sit in the pews, go find out some bullshit. <laughs> it's like a network of spies. Mm hmm. And how many youth pastors and shit? Like, that's all I see on TikTok lately is those youth pastors being like, my job was to go sit in the pews and talk to people. I'm like, yeah, oh this is fucking nuts, man. That's, I, I'm sorry about your algorithm, if that's what you're seeing a lot of. I, I, I've been, like I told you guys, I've been spamming people to check out the podcast. So <laughs> it's all the same kind of TikToks now where it's just like, my life sucked because of the church. I'm like, you might want to check out XCOMPOD. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, just doing the Lord's work. <laughs> you, you get everybody was supposed to use uh, accountability when you also felt weak, like yeah. a heroin addict trying to reach out to their sponsor because taking the H train is the exact same thing as playing with Peter Par- as playing Peter Parker in your bedroom. Sticky when- bombs. <laughs> When weakness comes along, the partner is supposed to stop what they're doing, 
and pray or talk the, to the other one um, <laughs> out of looking at porn or jacking off. Hey, what? Yeah, no, I was feeding my kid. What's going on? Oh, hold on. Let me put them down. Oh, yeah. Get your dick out of your hand. It's going to be okay, buddy. Just breathe. Close Pornhub. <laughs> when we fail, we have to admit it to them. Uh, partners could bring this information into small groups at times. Um, there, there can be anywhere from praise from your success to admonishment for your failure. Mm. The only way you really beat off Satan and his demons <laughs> from injecting your eyes with pornography is to consume your free time with fundamentalism. Yeah. Yeah. That's everything. That's why they say it, that it's in everything. Porn's in everything you watch and stuff. So mm -hmm. make sure you're only focused here. Yep. I tell and you what, if they if if um those small groups are uh co ed I I bet I know who gets praise and mm -hmm. who gets admonishment in mm. uh the relationship. Yeah. 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 Um man, this 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 episode is just filled with a lot of like ugly truths. <laughs> yeah. Well, this Damn. which is a really really great band name for <laughs> abandoned 2007. <laughs> no paying uh, up for asking Alexandria the ugly truth. But this is their plan. The plan is to set up. Uh, is the the plan is set up to fail from the beginning because mm -hmm. when your very soul is in the balance, it's not a fucking joke. Mm -hmm. The size of the anvil that the evangelical church has attached to pornography usage and masturbation blocks the sun from the solutions that are right in front of them. Now, yeah, this, ah, this, this, all of that, the way that you said, like, your fight for your value, very soul is not a fucking joke. Just the urgency, it just reminds me of all the times you'd be screamed at. Like, I'm trying mm -hmm. to save your soul. You, you think it's a, you know, you're not taking it seriously. But then, like, the quick flip at the end, like, now, you know, I, I'm just doing this because I love you guys. And I'm just trying to, you got to be the, like, ah, just that, well, the, ah. the, that it's just like textbook abuse. Yeah. How, yeah. like, they love bomb you after they do something naughty. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Well, and it's also that, um, sorry, I lost my spot. I'm um, sorry. N not naughty, abusive. That's, I got, yeah. you know what I mean? I yeah. don't want to be disrespectful of, hmm. you know, well, it, they'll say to us that like, you know, like Donovan said that like, we're just trying to save your soul. Like you're not taking this seriously or, you know, uh, yeah, or like in your this... face sometimes. Yeah. Huh? It's like You're not fucking with me in my room when I'm crying at mm. like two in the morning because I'm afraid I'm not going to, that I sinned that day and that God's not going to forgive me this time mm -hmm. because it's the 10th time that I've, I don't know, I lied or whatever. And he's going to feel like I'm not repentant and now I'm going to get left behind or cast to, you know, to hell or something. So mm -hmm. this is like, fuck you for not saying I didn't take it seriously. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Plus it's so like, it wasn't a fucking joke. Like, that's what I mean. Like this, like mm -hmm. that shit is not a joke to me. You know, it wasn't Absolutely. a joke back then. And it's not a joke now because of how serious that it was made to be back then. Um, well, that's yeah. The, they made it so serious to the point of like, 
like we talked about before, like we, we're worried about catching someone else's like eye contact that we don't know mm-hmm. because we, we're worried that they're going to think that way of us because it was so seriously like life and death pushed upon us from such a fucking just formative, you know, age. Yeah. You know, I yeah. hate I hate to keep bringing it up, but it's just like another textbook abuser move mm-hmm. to belittle your attempts to please them mm-hmm. so that you try more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. God. Um, now, we want to say that there is absolutely nothing wrong with having someone you are accountable to. I am in many, many regards accountable to my children and my wife in regards to my job, this podcast, my friends and so on. But a lot of us need someone or a group of people to keep us keep us on the right path. I have my therapist and a few close friends I confide in. Um, Here's the difference. There are no power dynamics at work. Right. I have consented to these people with my trust and respect. They also have zero interest in the protection of my eternal soul. They care about what is here and now, and then I'll be here tomorrow and to talk to them again. They don't concern themselves with trivial things like if I've jacked off today or if I've looked at porn. They care about where my mind is and and who I am as a person, a father, and a husband as a friend. So, like, they have your best interests at heart? Yes. Um... Zero judgment or shame is given to me, but if I need a reality check, axe kicking, um, I'm all up for it, and I trust them to do that for me when I need when I need them to. Um, so that's the difference between those two dynamics, um, and it's okay to have somebody accountable for you, or that somebody that you're accountable to. Um, right. But- hey what you want and it's not forced upon you yeah and hey if you want that and you don't have that um we love you and we support you too and i don't know email us or something there's you can cut that out that Hmm? will there's women out there that'll pay that you can pay to control you at all times. I didn't know if you knew that or not. Mm. Well, well, then email me. <laughs> I guess I have I have a Venmo. <laughs> um, but small groups. I think we've all been in there. Um, I think uh, some of us had good memories of them. Uh, the camaraderie and the fun times, but there were the awkward times and the shame fest as well. In the book Addicted to Lust, Samuel Perry labels all of these things I've talked about as the, quote, purity industrial complex. And one of the major effects that the shame-based complex has is that when a person is faced with something unattainable and keep failing, those small groups and accountability partners become a source of anxiety and depression. This yeah. People, this causes. Did you people. ever? I, I mean, obviously okay. you did. Obviously you did. But Donovan, did you ever just dread having to go to small groups because you knew you were yeah. going to be put on the spot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was always uncomfortable. I, I know I've mentioned it a few times, but like my cousins were in all my shit too, so it was just oh, always yeah. uh, listening yeah. to their stories, and they were just always they were mm-hmm. not pure people but they talked about purity constantly and they were the kind of people that were like 
braggy about their quote-unquote sins you know what i mean mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they had friends that were the same way and then i wasn't i don't talk about stuff and i had a lot of shit going on so yeah i definitely i hated all that shit and it was always mm-hmm. just encouraged almost by like the adult that was leading everything it was just weird it was so mm-hmm. fucking uncomfortable um so this causes people to isolate and move away from anything connected to those small groups this leaves a person alone now filled with depression and anxiety over something that they cannot control and they have a firm belief that they are not only an addict but also whatever else your church may call someone who watches pornography like a pervert a sinner or an unrepentant soul mm. you've got your own personal struggles which you cannot escape you've got your accountability partner who you've got to trust will keep all your dirty little secrets. Then you've got small groups, then your youth group, then Sunday school, then church, then your parents, then all these books, seminars, and gatherings all focused on one thing, to avoid pornography, to avoid masturbation, and to avoid having premarital sex. That umbrella is huge, but somehow you always got shit on. So... Oh, Donovan is muted. Chrissy, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, I just okay. am processing what you were saying, oh, okay. honestly. You drop a lot of truth bombs that sometimes, you know, take a second. <laughs> That's quite all right. Um, but uh, yeah, um, again, small groups inhabiting community is not a bad thing. No, we no, we no, absolutely not. We encourage it. We want this to be a community, and that's why we always ask for emails and messages. Once we leave the church, we all have to, we all have a void of community because it's what we were structured around, and that is not necessarily a bad thing. It's yeah, just but a, I can't tell you how many times I've thought, well, maybe we could find like a non denominational church to go to, mm-hmm. to like just connect with people because we've mm-hmm. moved several times and to places where we have no family and it's man it's hard to make friends yep. when you're an adult oh yeah i know um but uh the problem was the type of communities that we were raised in um but uh we encourage everyone to find or make a community for yourself um find a local atheist or agnostic and whatever or whatever, and just go out for drinks and break fucking bread. Um, set it, set up a group text messages or whatever. Um, you can build your own church, redefine your own terms. It can be you and one other lost person. You can tithe by picking up the bar tab for the night or picking up the jazz lettuce or to s- sit out by the fire. The most important thing is that we aren't shaming or judging because then we'd be an actual church. Ooh, snap. So, like, seriously, you write crap like this. You don't send, well, you send the script, but I didn't read it. That's on me and you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Now, something that churches, the Promise Keepers, focus on the Family 700 Club and every Christian media outlet pushes and endorses is accountability software. 
when the internet was first getting big, I got my mom to buy a computer, but well, I paid her for it, uh, and she used her credit card. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, they had heard about site blockers from our church. I think, I think net nanny, but it could have been some sort of Christian version. Ours was uh, the like buddy link or some weird shit. Yeah. Um, my parents also... had no idea. Mm, it yeah. was spec fucking tacular. Um, they were also primitive accountability software back then. Um, my parents got a site blocker, uh, and that was only put on Internet Explorer because they were in their late forties and dumb. Dude, um, oh my god! I, I sort of knew that they wouldn't get the accountability software because of my stepfather. <laughs> All right, because it was just yeah, yeah. Seriously? I just want to clarify, uh, my parents not having any kind of site blocker, it wasn't porn I was looking at. It was like Rotten.com, oh, yeah, yeah. which was yeah, a yeah. terrible, terrible thing to be I mean, looking at that like, I, well, yeah, yeah, but I always felt convicted about that too, but that's another conversation. Yeah, the accountability software and all that shit just was pointless because like, it was so easy to get around if you knew what you were doing. Mm-hmm. And it was also just weird because, like, my my parents were really good with computers and we had two computers. And, like, the old school ones were actually, like, an old, like, uh, Ethernet port. Do you remember? It looked like a little mm-hmm. modem. And, like, you could actually, like, you had to hook the two computers up through it and one would be the parent computer. And he could literally send messages to the other computer from his. And back then that was, like, a huge fucking deal to be able to remotely control another computer. Oh, and, okay. And he would be able to, like, close out windows and shit and all this other stuff and be like, send a message like, why do you have this open, blah, blah, blah. And it was so fucking weird, dude. I hated that shit. That's like some hackers level shit with Angelina Jolie. Yeah, yeah. But then I found out that if you unplugged his from the Ethernet port and then you used uh, the Explorer window, instead of Internet Explorer, you can use the taskbar on the top <laughs> as the internet and you can go wherever you want. <laughs> and then when he found out I was doing that, he was like, you're smarter than me. I was like, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dumbass. <Yeah. laughs> uh, so times. what does this software uh, do? But uh, so what does the software do? Uh, Covenant eyes. We're going to talk about them because they're mm-hmm. the most used. Uh, I don't know, app or software. Uh, from a Wired article called The Ungodly Surveillance of Anti-Porn Shameware Apps. Mm. Quote, for a monthly fee, some of these apps monitor everything their users see and do on their devices, even taking screenshots at least one per minute in the case of Covenant Eyes. Oh, man. Can you and, imagine, like, you're just some freaky shit. <laughs> like, you're 14. You're like, I'm really into, like, gaped gilfs for some reason. And, <laughs> and then your screen goes white because the screenshot just happened. You're like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> I got 60 seconds to crank this out. And then your it dad just, just burst in the room with the fucking photo <laughs> on his screen. What is this? <laughs> no, you'd have to time it. So, you know, okay, 15 seconds have passed. I have 30 seconds to screenshot this and immediately close it mm-hmm. and then go to the Sesame Street site or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> See, that's how you figured you figure shit out, though, like that, like with the Scramble oh, yeah. channel and having yeah. your finger on the previous button. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and uh, the continued article and eavesdrop on webs tra- web traffic, Wired found. The apps then report a feed of all the users' online ac- online activity directly to a chaperone or quote an accountability partner. Well, article- okay, my thing wouldn't work if it was every site that you visit visited. Mm. But Why? I'm sure there's another workaround. Let's. I'll email Joshua Harris or Josh uh, Duggar. Duggar. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> You know, Joshua uh, Harris, I'm sure, has oh, some workarounds, sure. oh, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he um, calls them reach-arounds. <laughs> this article follows a man named Hao Wei Lin uh, and how this software completely ruined his church life, but also his faith in the process. Everyone just signed me up as their accountability partner. I just kept getting porn screenshots nonstop. I'm sitting there trying to enjoy my dinner, and it's just gaping granny, gaping granny. Yeah, the lady doth protest too much. <laughs> it also follows Grace Point Ministries, which is a sort of collective of a 1,600 college churches and small churches, but it's also Jeez. part of the Great Southern Baptist Convention. Yeah, yeah. Grace Point makes a leadership makes all leadership in their church install Covenant Eyes, which is the largest accountability software company, on their computers and phones. All these motherfuckers got burner phones. <laughs> they also of seek course out they pe- do. Uh, Grace Point also seeks out people to spy on. I'm I mean to keep accountable, <laughs> and that that includes many people they suspect of being gay. Oh man. That's weird. That's so weird. Lynn was asked to install Covenant Eyes on his phone, and within just a few weeks, he started getting emails from his church leader, a.k.a. accountability partner, a.k.a. a power dynamics are fucked. Covenant Eyes had emailed his leader a detailed list of every site and every search Lynn had used in the last week. (laughs) Oh, God, that's so embarrassing. Not just because of the porn thing, but like... I have a okay. I have a spot on the back of my knee. It, is it cancer? Like yeah, like everything. So. Lusted after the semen of donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> the software flags something Lynn had looked up, uh, and with the hashtag "gay," um, and his leader asked him in an email, "quote Anything we need you need to tell me?" End quote. <laughs> Is, Again, uh, are you free next Friday? Uh... <laughs> Again, this does nothing but push people away, like Lynn, who is just trying to find community with faith. Do you Lynn think was... he was searching for something like gray? Like I make stupid, I, yeah, Google searches all the time, just expecting for Google to be like, "Oh, did you mean does pine soul cause cancer?" Instead of Duxall canker. Yeah. Like what's what's the eagle score? And it goes in giant dicks in my giant tower. dicks score. Yeah, giant <laughs> giant dicks touchdown scores. <laughs> um it's an interesting uh, uh yeah. Uh you know, and go like never mind, just go ahead. <laughs> As the episode goes on, we get sillier and sillier. Yeah. Um, 
Lynn was part of 450 other members within Grace Point who were signed up for Covenant Eyes. There are tons of uh, other apps and programs that are used for the very same purpose of shaming their congregants into submission, consequences be damned, or fleeing and consequences can get fucked. One of these apps is Fortify. They have a monthly calendar where you can track your success and failures when it comes to watching porn and masturbating. <laughs> your desktop is just so, this many days since the last wink. <laughs> hey, do you think that's where they got those stati- statistics? Let from? me, yeah, those statistics. <laughs> statistics. They got them from Covenant Eyes. Covenant Eyes hires a. Um, one of those like research companies or the people that take polls and they use their um their polling i guess and get their answers that way so i was just thinking maybe that's why the reporting was so low because if they got their um data from other stats that we were talking about earlier the last episode yeah 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 Yeah. okay i get what you're saying the ones that were taken in 2020, but it seemed very, a lot lower than it should have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like 76% or something, but I think it's higher, like 90 or something. But anyway, yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, but uh, this this part's a little disturbing with when it comes to Fortify. Um, this app is available for free for people starting at 13 to 17. How do in they fact- make their money then? Is it ads? Well, the advanced portion of the app is $9.99 per month, but if you're under 17, it's free. If you're a student but over 17, you can get it for $6.95 a month. If you fill out an essay about yourself and your struggles. That's creepy that it's free when you're young. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Grooming like. From that same Wired article. These accountability outs will collect and store extremely sensitive personal information from these users, including from those under the age of 18. You know what? You know what? It it might be even creepier if they were charging the little kids. I think it's creepier that they're giving it to them for free. That's a no-win situation right there. Either way, it's creepy and weird. Yep. For continue, continue. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I was stuck on it. No, this is creepy all the way around. Uh, Fortify, which describes itself as an addiction recovery app, asks its users to log information about the last time they masturbated, where they were when it happened, and what device they used. What? While, for- while Fortify's privacy uh, policy states that the company doesn't sell or otherwise share this data with third parties, its policy does allow it to share data with trusted third parties to perform statistical analysis, though it does not mention who these trusted third parties are. Yikes. And then continuing and that's, on this article. That's little kids information. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when wired tested the fortified software we found that the app also utilized other technology to track users like for instance because it includes facebook facebook's pits pixel 
Data related no. to Fortify's masturbation tracking form is sent to Facebook. While no. the data does not appear to include the contents of the tracking form, it does have metadata about the form itself, including when it was filled out. Facebook appears to store the data, store the data, and when possible, associates it with the user's account. No, 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 no. After setting up a test account with Facebook, logging in, and then interacting with Fortify, we were, I'm sure they masturbated between then, hopefully, if you're going to actually do the job. It's for uh, research. <laughs> we were able to see the interactions with Fortify in a copy of the test account data obtained through Facebook Privacy Center. Wow. Oh, my Fortify God. I just, Go ahead. social media is so fucking, I, just, I need to delete all of it hey this podcast wouldn't be here without facebook yeah um or instagram uh just think just just Reddit. think of what they're collecting about us that we don't even know of Man, what did I've... you look up lusting for seeds oh jeez oh, <laughs> oh but you're Wait right your i'm gonna be on a list <laughs> You're gonna be getting like fucking Expedia ads to Tijuana. Oh god! Oh god! All right. Uh, con continuing, Fortify's inclusion of Facebook's Pixel isn't just a privacy issue; it's a security problem. While testing the app, we also noticed that the password to our account was sent in plain text to Facebook in the URL of the tracking requests. Wow! Face Facebook claims to have filtered filtering mechanisms to prevent its systems from storing this type of personal information but fortify apparent fortifies apparent oversight is still cons concerning to experts end quote sorry that was a long quote but uh mm, yeah no, uh, well it was uh definitely informative because that's all fucking crazy and <laughs> just creepy it's creepy it's very invasive uh mm-hmm but yeah. for Jesus, guys. Um, oh, well, you put it that way. This industry absolutely slurps down the money. Covenant the Eyes alone generates $26 million in revenue a year. Christ. After Wired talked to Google about privacy concerns, they removed a few of uh, the apps from their app store. But I checked uh, this last week, and they all seem to be available again. So it seems like they may have changed uh, all of this, but outside the whole privacy concerns, which is absolutely detrimental to uh, public perception and public trust, how fucking skeezy is it for a company of adult individuals to know the masturbation happens habits of children, which alone is gross, but also I'm sure they aren't the most secure against cyber attacks. Uh, no. Definitely. And you know what? I mean, you know what else is creepy and skeezy about it? I think they know that. Okay, so I think that they know part of their marketing plan is like, oh, we'll send this to youth pastors mm -hmm. and they will distribute it for free to all these young kids and mm -hmm. then they will get 
the business from the dads and the older brothers and the uncles and what have you, because the kid will talk about it. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I, skeezy. That, using, it's all around skeezy. Like using kids to market masturbation software to older family members. Because mm-hmm. I bet it happened. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, it's a it's a fucked up marketing like strategy to be like period. But then when you add the whole layer of what it's for and who's using it, it's de- yeah, it seems very problematic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of layers in that creepy take, parfait. Take, take the whole Christian aspect away from it. This shit would be all over the news. People would be boycotting it. It would be saying it's fucking invasive. I guarantee it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, compound all of this to where privacy is no longer a thing. Let, uh, yeah. You don't have privacy with any of this. Uh, let's not get things twisted. The ultimate goal is for you to either get rid of your phone or fill it with so much Jesus. It'll ascend to heaven itself. <laughs> the phone and, is already. And then. Give more money to the church because they saved you. In these companies. I, I hope when protected. your phone ascends into heaven that it's a fucking Galaxy S20 so it explodes. <laughs> <laughs> the phone itself is already a gateway to porn. It's also the gateway to something more dangerous and that is knowledge. The church wants to know what you're do- what you're looking up, what you're learning... And how you're spending your time outside of what, of outside of their view. Um, if I was still in one of the churches I went to, this would have been something that would have been incur- quote unquote encouraged to mandated. Yeah, the, ch- the church already made us spend as much time with them as we could. Uh, along with that, we had to take notes, making sure that we went to church on Sunday. We had to sign on our signed a handbook. Uh, that we wouldn't hang out with non-Christians. Our music was always monitored and encouraged uh, TV and movie monitoring at home. And I know I'm not the only one. So in reality, if I was still around during the time when the internet and everything was going off with this, it would have been mandated in my house. I'm sure of that. Mm. Um, Isn't it funny, uh, the connection between evangelicals And this type of behavior, this all controlling, all watching, all seeing, like Big Brother. Mm -hmm. And then the other connection of evangelicals to the Republican Party. Mm. And the Republican Party is all about small government. You can't can't control me. My liberties. My, you know, my guns. It's, I mean, I guess rules for thee and not for. Yeah, it sounds mm-hmm. like it's like a little hypocritical. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. weird for the church. <laughs> um, mm. Even uh, even from the website All Pro Dad uh, on the 10, 10 ways to fight pornography. The first one... rule about being a pro is you don't call yourself a pro. So this guy's a poser. So the the 10 ways to fight pornography from this website was one, admit you have a problem. 
original. Two, mm. get accountability partner. Don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> Three is get accountability software. Mm. Four is make boundaries on your mobile and computer devices. Five is destroy any offline pornography. Mm. Six is to take all forms of media seriously. That includes podcasts. Now, you may not have had a podcast, but I have. And then quote from this website. If you are going to fight pornography, you need to protect yourself from everything that can cause harm. Don't think to yourself that TV shows or movies that emphasize sexual situations or portray women in the wrong light are harmless. Even if they are not considered quote-unquote porn, they are damaging. If you are struggling with pornography, these types of entertainment will only make your struggle more difficult. I'll make you stumble in the ways of the Lord. Yep. I stumbled stumbled again. uh, Something that I can't help but think about is um oh for christ's sake please cut that out Mm -hmm. i had a thing and then i heard the baby fussing and it went dead out of my head that's all right (laughs) um and now there are old-fashioned ways to approach approaching to fix yourself and uh, that is self-help books and that shit goes hand in hand with evangelical Christianities like MLNs and being shitty to waitresses on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> but we've had... all heard from the the pulpit that the best self-help book is the, the... Bible. Amen, it has sister. all the answers in it right here. Amen. You're um, welcome. I had the idea of maybe picking out a book to go through like we did with Turmoil in the Toy Box or Rebecca, but there are way too many shame-based books, uh, and they'd be triggering for all of us to dive into. Um, Uh, Good thing we never do anything that triggers us on this podcast. No, definitely not. (laughs) Well, Well, that and trying to pick a quality book from this list is like trying to pick a sharp needle in a stack of needles. I was going to have, <laughs> I was going to pick a title from, uh, I was going to pick a book from titles like Fight for Love, Peter how, to take, that. how to <laughs> so, take sorry. your marriage back from porn, Ew. or Finally Free, fighting, oh, yeah. for pur- fighting for purity with the power of grace. Or, you, um, no, no, no. subtitles? Is that the subtitle yes. for Finally Free? Okay. Yes. Jesus or, Christ. More than a battle. How to experience victory, freedom, and healing from lust. I don't think or, they, they, these guys can't write a title without a subtitle, it seems like. Nope. Or when your husband is addicted to pornography, healing your wounded marriage. The f- <laughs> or the freedom fright. The f- Let me start that over. Or the feed- freedom fight, the new drug and truths that set us free. Huh? Or the fight for your life, manning up to the challenge of sexual integrity. The fact that they didn't or... say something about partying in that title is really <laughs> disappointing. Yep. I I know I'm listing a lot here, but there, <laughs> there's a point here. Or the death of porn, the men of integrity building a world of nobility, <laughs> or Jesus is better than porn. How, to, how I confess my addiction to my wife and found a new life. He-Man is better than Jesus. 
Or, and this will be the last one, break free of chains. How to help your child recovery, recover from pornography addiction. How to help your child? Yes. That is Imagine, imagine being Mm. at some kind of party (laughs) or event. I can only imagine. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, and then you talk to somebody and they're like, oh yeah, I'm an author. Um, I've written... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then they drop son. one of those titles oh my god I can't even <laughs> the face I would make I can't like how yeah. would you respond to that no no you no, you heard me right the title of my book is Jesus is better than porn how I confessed <laughs> my addiction to my wife and found a new life uh, oh <sighs> wow but I would um, call the is... fire alarm. Jesus. <laughs> or call the police for sure. Yeah, probably that. Uh, but this is just a minuscule fraction of books. And most of these had just come out within the last few years. There is There are oceans and oceans worth of anti-pornography books writing on fighting for the soul of yourself, your marriage, and your children. The anti-porn book industry is a multi-million dollar a year industry. It seems like the more sensational the title, the better. Uh, Essentially, all the books, all the websites are all saying the same thing with some variation. Going back to the All Dad Pro website, uh, that is pretty standard for all of these steps towards the end of ending your addiction to pornography. A few people advise reading books, including some of the ones that I mentioned. Uh, they are all mentioned accountability partners and software. They be mentioned being honest and going to your wife, your pastor, your leaders, and confessing all of your self-guided tours through Beantown, uh, which I'm I'm sure has never led to tons of public embarrassment and divorce. So do exactly that. Um <laughs> Another step is thinking of your marriage and putting yourself in your wife's shoes mm. because all of this is geared towards men and considering it adultery just as she's going to be programmed to believe that it is adultery. Um, this is along with the time-honored teaching of looking at a woman with lust, which is something we haven't tackled yet because it's such a hard line that it still ignites guilt within our souls. But guess what? We're going to tackle it in one minute. We need to realize that this verse that was taught to us was completely out of context and twisted to use as a weapon. Um, I'm not an expert in Greek or translations, but I also know that other people um, are, and that goes beyond the pastors who haven't gone to seminaries and just go by what their interpretations say. Um, this is what the verse says. Uh, you have heard this. Uh, let me say that again. Um, you have heard that it is said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. I can tell some of you are cringing already at the thought of that verse. But let's break down the verse because I think this is important. Yeah, well, I'm Um, getting ready to pluck out my eyes, so go ahead. Oh, good. Um, 
Women. Fantastic. The term woman year here is incorrectly used. The correct term would be wife or married woman. So property. That's one way to look at it. Mm. But um, the term lust or lustfully is incorrect as well. The correct term is covet, not lust. This goes back to the Ten Commandments, and Jesus even brings it up. Mm. Committing adultery is one of the Ten Commandments. Right. The last one of the Ten Commandments is not to covet. That's where I've heard that word. Jesus is bringing the commandment of coveting or yearning to possess something and bringing it back down on top of the commandment again to say, yes, physical sex with your neighbor's wife is adultery, but so is coveting after her. Mm. Jesus isn't telling us that looking at a woman and your dick moving is a sin. The sin is looking at your buddy's wife and fantasizing about taking her for your own. Mm. It's not an issue to make st- stomach pancakes to some porn in the morning. Oh, uh, my God. It's a huge. That's going to give me nightmares. I s- Jesus. It's a huge fucking issue if you become obsessed with a certain actress and want to wear her skin. What? I'm it's so mad a- at you right I'm so it's mad at a- you right now. It's stomach really pancakes. <laughs> it's not an issue for you to see someone from across the room and feel sexually aroused. It's an issue for you to start thinking about wrecking their relationship with their significant other to get with them. I brought Don't this up. Don't make me agree with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I brought this up because the reoccurring steps and themes to monitoring your eyes, overting your eyes, construing everything through the sexual lens so that you can filter it out. Uh, of your life this includes tv video games and music hear me out there is nothing wrong with you watching porn for a few minutes here and there and there's nothing wrong if when you're watching rocky 3 and apollo and rocky slow motion hug in the ocean your penis moves a little bit Um, or the volleyball scene in the first um, top gun absolutely bangerang said sounded a little bit more like something he was working out himself to be honest hey um uh, yes, me, because the Bell. example I just gave was definitely not <laughs> something that happened. Did you say I didn't hear no bell? Was that yeah. mean? stop? Hu- don't stop hugging. <laughs> That's <laughs> from it's from Rocky. I hear no bell. Come away! No, don't walk away! Don't walk away from me. <laughs> See, yeah, for me it was the 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 train hanging scene from fucking Lost Boys. I was like, these guys are bad boys. They're crazy. It's giving me feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Michael. uh, Down here, Michael, let go. (laughs) (laughs) Take off your pants, Michael. Uh, Oh, this is the the Joel Schumacher cut. (laughs) That one verse has caused us so much pain, so much anger, so much depression, divorce, suicide, and murder through the ages and has been weaponized by purity culture to make us even even the most intrusive thought of a penis or boobs a shameful experience. The verse is instead very level-headed and has nothing to do with pornography or looking at someone you are attracted to. We need to rewire our brains. 
Now Christians will say I'm twisting words and trying to justify sin or whatever. And no, I'm not. I'm taking the real words and not just what John Nelson Darby or the very gay King James said. The I'm taking what Jesus said. Um, I'm taking the the words that in the context in the conversation that they are in. If I'm justifying sin, sure, why why the fuck not? Um, so here's homework for everyone. First, realize that every tact that the church has un un hold on, I put unleaded, unleashed. Oh, was it supposed to be unleashed? Very I, good. Well, I did context cues. Okay. Um, so here's some homework for everyone to do. First, realize that every tact that the church had unleashed on you to keep you pure has had negative consequences on your life, and that is not your fault. Think about this. Looking at pornography and masturbation are both natural and the conversation should be more about responsibility, consent, and reality. Mm. The next time you finish applying the handbrake or <laughs> look for your ID in the hand wallet, say to yourself, <laughs> this didn't hurt me and I did nothing wrong. And say, oh, look at the expiration date on this. Time to get it rid of it. <laughs> Expired. Expired. Oh, wait, um, wait. I need an organ donor. <laughs> I'm not six three. What is this talk? Um, it sounds I, weird. <laughs> I wish you could see my face. I, I might. You know what? No. I I absolutely understand saying that to yourself is weird, but we need to start rewiring some of the things that are wrong, because I want all of our godless sodomites to have a rich and fulfilling sex lives. Even if it's just with yourself. Yeah, buddy. And that's where we'll leave it today. How are you guys feeling? Dirty. Like a yes. Dirty, like a dirty boy. Yeah. <laughs> but not all not too not too dirty, hopefully. I feel no, I mean, no, what you said was correct and it, good and I, I agree with it. But also you said things like Ham wallet. Which... Checking for your ID in the ham wallet. The ham wallet. I've heard <laughs> that one before because I'm no. a huge fan of the Bloodhound Gang. I put that one in there for you, Donovan. Thank just, you. Just because I was surprised gang. you didn't use more of them. But I mean, uh, I was going to, but then I was going to be too. It was going to be way too deliberate. I'm very proud of you for not doing that because Foxtrot yeah. Uniform Charlie Kilo is love that song. That. <laughs> love that song. I put it on a mix CD for my wife. <laughs> That's romance. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> That's fucking romance. Anytime you hand a woman a CD, it better have the lyrics in the bitch wrinkle. No. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. I have never heard that song, but oh, I am really? familiar a... with. Oh. I'm Fatter familiar with the band. Uniform. <laughs> yeah. And the squish mitten. Yeah, it's yeah. no, yeah. it's a great song. So we can stop now. We can stop doing this now. <laughs> Please, no, Nintendo Hot Brazilian Wex. Please stop. I don't want to be around the bush. Oh, sh the baby's up. I gotta go. I'm sorry. All right, I'll finish it with uh with Donovan. All right, but sorry, fellas. On, maybe you'll come back on. And with your spirit. <laughs> Sorry, oh, gotta go. I did that right. in. All right, bye. All right. <laughs>
So uh, we're going to leave it there. Donovan, how you feeling afterwards? Uh, dirty, but in the kind of dirty where now I could feel like I can wash it off in the shower before it was just like in my pores. Yeah, so, yeah. So. No, I hear you. Yeah. Well, oxidizing, um, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, I really took a, I mean, it sounds weird, but I, I did take time and uh, thought to myself a lot about what I wrote, um, uh, especially like about rewiring um, and how important I think it is that we take a lot of the stuff. I know, I know I bring stuff in a lot that I redefine things and put them mm -hmm. in how they're supposed to be defined. Um, well, that's because, important. Yeah. And I don't know if everybody else is wired like that. I know I am where it like redefining things and, looking them in the 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 actual view they're supposed to be in changes um changes a lot of things for me and yeah well uh, it also helps you understand your past better so you can learn from that mm -hmm, and move mm -hmm. on and close that book or not close the book but more uh you can read the book better you know what i mean understand the story yeah. more and so i think that it connects with a lot i think that's one of the reasons we get so many listeners is the way you write it because it's very relatable and a lot of the time it's like oh fuck yeah that's right like you know i said earlier it's just shit that it seems so obvious but you don't think about it and then when someone says it you're just like yeah yeah <laughs> and it's and yeah. you're the one saying it and you're you're writing you're getting it on the nose every time man and i feel like your your writing is getting better with each episode too which is Oh, thank you. It's it's um, really good. It's just yeah. I'm gonna throw this in there to get some brownie points with my wife. It's kind of like how I say every day. I didn't think you could get more beautiful, baby. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I just I I don't know. Like it's when we first started handling this topic and like talking about it, it it seemed like something that was gonna be really detrimental to my mental health, but like it's mm. actually helped me grow. Um, and realize a lot of the things that I was taught was, um, I mean, of course wrong. I mean, that's why we're doing the podcast, but, yeah. uh, just how, how much damage it did and why I'm a certain way and why I feel a certain way and why I have guilt on certain things. Um, and that verse is just a perfect example of how, if it's taught in the right way, mm -hmm it's it's there's nothing wrong with i mean yes yeah we could talk about possessions and women and 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 how we go into that yeah but we're definitely you talking going to, for sure yeah if you talk in the reality of hey don't be a fucking creepy psychopath mm -hmm. like don't obsess over women don't obsess over possessions because that's in there too and in, in you know as part of coveting um so it's it's crazy how I'm just realizing it more and more. It's crazy how, like, with each topic we discuss or, like, series we do, it always leads back to the, like, misinterpretation or, like, the intentional misinterpretation of, like, one specific verse that we've all been taught. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the spare the rod thing, like, finding out that's not even in the Bible, right? That's what we've... Isn't that that I, one? I'm trying to remember. I remember there was one we head. talked about where yeah. we're like, oh, fuck, it's not even in there. I think it's that one. But, like, there's just – there's always one where it's just like that's not even what the fuck it says. Like the homosexuality yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. And the – Or the abortion one. The, that one we found out. Like, we went through that one. It was wrong. Yeah. Like, the yep. way it's been yep. taught. It's just yep. – yeah. Yep. And you, you put that um, – putting that word lust in there is mm -hmm. so – 
fucked up because I like I was watching videos on it and I was reading about it and like trying to make sure that like I'm not speaking out of my ass when it comes to this and like trying to break down like the actual like what it actually is and I'm trying to trusting people other people that are smarter than me when it comes to this stuff um and it makes a lot of sense when you think the fact that he's talking about the Ten Commandments. Mm. And the one commandment is he's like, he says it. You have heard that do not commit adultery because that's the Ten Commandments. And you've also heard do not covet. Mm. Now I'm saying if you're coveting after a woman, that's the same thing as committing adultery. There's a difference there between lusting because lusting happens every day, dude. Yeah, and it's also... It's so fucked out. It's another situation where, like, the example of what's being said is right there. Like, you're pointing out mm-hmm. the Ten Commandments, but it's just, like, getting a fucking crossword, you know, and the, the questions are right there for the answers, but you're just ignoring it and filling in your own fucking letters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They do that shit so much just to get to yep. the the one point they want to push, which is usually just... It always just comes back to just put all your time, focus, energy, and money in the church. Yeah. And... Don't look at anything else. Just be here 24-7. Yeah, and I I think of all the times that, like, if we would have spent youth group talking about Jesus and, like, like what his message was and everything else, there could be a very good chance I'd still be with the church. I mean, if if we really dove into that stuff, you know? There'd be a lot more people there, and there'd be a lot more numbers, for sure. And, uh... Yeah, it's just, it's very clear that at some point the idea became more about the money and mm-hmm. the numbers. And the power, and, yeah. Uh-huh. And it's very Influence. obvious. Yeah. And it's just gotten so bad now that no one can say anything or refuses to say anything because they would have to admit. Mm-hmm. And no one's, yeah. It's just, yeah, I, it's I just disgusting. Saw... Yeah, I just saw a poll that said within, I think, the next 20 or 30 years that uh, Christianity isn't going to be the dominant religion in the country. Yeah. It's... They fucking keep doing it to themselves. And, and, and how much of it is over sex? Like, yeah, we can we can talk about money all you want and, like, stealing money and taking money, but sexual abuse with minors sexual abuse within the church that you know non-consent well how much of it is fucking just a sexual gratification in its own regard the power Mm -hmm. and the money you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's definitely connected to it in in some kind of sense but i get what you're saying 100 percent is a yeah it's it's a huge tool that they use to keep people in their congregation to get money Mm -hmm. to just it all just goes back to that i feel like when it comes down to it, I feel like it, a big point can be made for everything right now and the state of the way the church is is based on that to a degree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's we're taught it from the moment we can learn anything to a degree about how like we need to be looking for a wife, we need to be keeping on our toes for yep. uh, you know, someone trying to make us slip up or girls are only interested in this or, you know, and it's yeah, it's just yeah. it's just there in the DNA. How much of our like I wish we had a scale mm-hmm. 
to to put how much like if you took all the teachings all the times we were taught something and all the times we sat down and listened to our pastors or youth pastors or whatever and our youth leaders and put it on a scale of like anything containing purity culture and then put on the other scale like the actual words of Jesus and like measured them out and like the disparity from what we were taught and um the the, the in only, the impact it was so. the only other thing that would rival that i feel like on that on that scale would be like a uh, homosexuality but that's uh, even included in it man right like, no that, yeah that, it's, it's you're yeah. right it's all encased in it it's all part of yep. the same giant fucking pot yep. that's for sure and like if they like they they don't even have to focus on that shit like you like i said like responsibility reality education mm-hmm. and like teach the words of jesus all everything else will fall into place dude oh my god will you stop mentioning jesus if like they really <laughs> wanted it to be about him they would like put his last name in the name of the religion or something <laughs> jesus yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I'm high right now, so we're we're just babbling on. So we should too. probably end it. But uh, yeah, so this was you know, uh, let's see where do we want to go from here. All right, uh, yeah. So join us next week. We're gonna keep continuing about pornography. We're gonna keep continuing talking about pornography. Uh, next week we're gonna be talking about anti-Semitism and pornography. Oh, so man. another thing that I'm gonna be like the whole time we're gonna be like, oh. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) And this isn't like anti-Semitism in porn. porn. Like we're not going to be breaking down pornography. We're going to be talking about anti-Semitism and anti-porn movement, basically. Um, And how they've coalesced and and have been for a while and how that's infecting the church. I thought you were saying anti-Semitism in porn, kind of like Austin Powers in Goldmember. Yeah. What? Yeah, I guess that came off weird. Yeah, but like uh, how ant- the anti-pornography um, wing of the church, I guess, or of the movement that's going on right now is mixed up with neo-Nazis and anti-Semitism. And we're going to go over the history of that and how nice. the church is wrapped up in it. So that'll be fun. Not really. It's probably the worst episode I've written. Oh, um, wow. No. Oh, wow. That's a for you to say that? Wow. Yeah, I didn't like this episode. Wow. I don't like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't Sad. like it. I, well, so make sure you check that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when when I have to go, should I quote Hitler here or not? Um, is mm. like kind of a bad bad way to do an episode. I don't know. Anyway, you I'm can like, just anytime you're gonna out. do it. But like, if I was a really stupid piece of shit, I would say something like. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. But uh, just quote anyway. Joel Osteen. <laughs> uh, all right, we gotta, le- yeah, we gotta leave it there. Mm-hmm. Oh man, mm-hmm. this is gonna be hell to edit. <laughs> oh. All right, uh, with that, please follow us. Actually, first off, with that, please pause what you're doing right now and go give us a five star review on somewhere, um, wherever you listen mm-hmm. to us. Uh, that'll get people, more people, to listen to us. Um, that's what our ultimate goal is, um, mm. uh, trying to help as many people as we can and, you know, building a little community at the same time. So mm-hmm. that would be great. Um, also, you can do your part by email, emailing us or messaging us on uh, xcompod 
which is uh, our Instagram, TikTok. And our Gmail. And our Gmail. Yeah, xcompod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find us on Facebook on the Excommunication Station podcast. Um, and uh, we set up a Mastodon. Well, I set up a Mastodon and a Hive account, which whatever. Uh, we're still waiting for Twitter to do the Die. death rattle and yeah finally burn to the ground but uh yeah until then uh we don't have a twitter so don't even worry about that um yeah you can follow me at chaz x cure or 17 underscore seconds on instagram um you can listen to my other podcast the holy hour where gavin and tony and i talk all things cure related and donovan do you have a hot take for us uh yeah uh Christopher Lloyd in the movie The Page Master should have been nominated for an Oscar. Never seen that movie. This is, you know, sometimes I wonder if our friendship is going to last, Chess. <laughs> <laughs> we have it. I've just never seen it. My wife likes it. I know oh, that. It's one of my so. favorite movies. That's how I feel about reading. Go read it. I mean, go watch All right. it. <laughs> I will take that. Did you like Violent it. Night? Oh, my God. Fucking loved it. Oh. So Everybody good, right? go see Violent Night. Oh yeah! Oh god, it was so good. I loved every. Oh, you saw it? Yes, every oh, fucking man. moment of that movie. I loved the music choices, the gore. Oh, that's what I said too. I thought the music was great in that movie. It was so great, and then the moments where there was no music, and it was just mm-hmm. sounds of. Oh, it was beautiful. The whole scene in the in the fucking tool shed, like stable, dude, with the I, fucking snowblower. Yeah, I think my favorite part was when. And all I put this out, but when the little girl was uh, doing the Home Alone stuff and the dude fell on the nail, dude, I fucking lost it. And the blood was squirting out, and it was like the music cues were so Mm -hmm. fucking Home Alone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But and then the fucking sappy scene where he's like talking to her, he's like fucking stitching himself, and it was shot beautifully, dude. Mm -hmm. I fucking love that movie so much. I gave it a ten out of ten. So, yeah. It's up there for me now. It might replace Elf and Die Hard for me because it's kind of both of them together. <laughs> yeah, I, I told my wife, I was like, this is a new Christmas classic. And she was like, absolutely. David so Harvard we'll have to watch it every him. year. Yes. So. yes, yes. But uh, All right. yeah. So watch we'll Violent Nights. Merry Christmas. Absolutely. All right. Uh, and uh, peace be with you. And with your spirit. Oh, wait. Yeah. That's Chrissy says that. Yeah, she's whatever. Like, she's not here, though. She's not here, though. <laughs> And everybody say, I like my looks. I like my personality. To make almost every second that I'm away.